Hi, I'm Lucas James. And I'm Jordan Ross. And we're the co-hosts of How to Scale an Agency. After scaling our own agencies to over $185,000 per month in sales and working with agencies doing hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue like Hawk Media and Neil Patel, we've made this show to interview the top digital marketing agency owners and highlight the fastest ways to scale your agency. If you'd like to join the best digital marketing agency community on the planet and let us help you scale, go to twiz.io to sign up today. What's good, everyone? This is Jordan Ross, founder of Bayfrig Agency. And in this video, I'm gonna be walking you through how to double your business if you're doing anywhere between 50K MRR and 75K MRR as an agency. Now, before I get into that, if you don't know who I am, we help agency scales through systems, processes, and the right people, right? Because the wrong people will fuck you. So one of the things I have found after working with over 500 agencies is that if you've gotten to 50,000, to 75,000 in month, monthly recurring revenue, you're probably really good at getting appointments or good enough at getting appointments and closing deals. The thing that you don't know most likely is how do I scale the team to sustain this level of performance so we don't churn accounts? How do I train them to increase LTV? And how do I remove myself from the operation or the day-to-day? Because the day-to-day could be the management, the sales management, the client. It could be a lot of things. So I could just put all my attention to the highest leverage activities. I know for me, that's funnel. I know for me, it's content. I know for me, it's brand and partnerships, right? So if I'm not focusing on a client accounts, which I don't anymore, I work with three clients now because I still want to stay sharp. I get to work on the business all the time and do stuff like this. So I'm going to walk you through the highest points of leverage that you need to focus on. There's a lot. So for doubling, I think you're going to be able to double with a lot of the fundamental tools I'm going to show you. When we've engaged with agencies, we found that there's seven core steps that everyone has to follow at first to to really execute and crush it. The first thing, if you're someone that says, I want to double, I I know I need to do, do more and I don't have the capacity or I can't scale my team, the first thing you have to do is templatize your process and build what I call the customer journey. Now, the customer journey is basically just mapping out once you close a deal, every single thing that you need to do between the second a deal is closed to what I call the loop. The loop is once you get past the first quarter, you're usually doing the same activities on loop, right? You're optimizing, you're reviewing, you're editing, you're reporting out, you're doing the monthly meeting, you're doing the same thing. So when you map out literally every single thing, literally every single thing, and you break it down by department, you break it down by function, break it down by owner, you map out everything, you're going to have what I call the templatized workflow. Who does what and what is each step? From there, you're going to be able to identify everything that needs an SOP and a training. The difference between the two, an SOP tells people what to do, a training teaches people how to think. I won't dive into these two on this conversation. You're going to have this massive list of stuff to to really templatize, this is how we onboard, this is how you make a Slack channel, this is how you do this. You're gonna map this whole thing out. And then it gets, it gets like time to work, right? So you need to start building those things out. While you're doing that, it's gonna be really important to decide what every function does in the business. Now, when it comes to each function, you wanna really dial in your org chart and your KPIs. This is an example of our org chart model. Whoops. So typically your org chart just shows, you know, who does what, right? So commonly defines hierarchy, who reports to whom, and what's 
misunderstood or misused, it only shows this, right? It's considered a useless tool and just updated. What you want to do is dial in responsibilities and KPIs. How can you hold people accountable? An org chart is an accountability tool. It allows you to benchmark performance. So that way you could say you succeeded or you failed, right? So the example here is ops manager, quality assurance, performance management, right? So we have a document that's hyperlinked here. I'm not going to dive into it. That really displays all of this, but that's what a good org chart actually displays. Now that you have your templatized workflow, you've built your SOPs, you have defined org chart KPIs, it's really about dialing in your project management. So there's three different things to really crush this. If you can just do these seven things, and these are the core seven things, you really should be able to scale effectively. A lot of people just struggle figuring out how to do this alone. Once you actually have these things inside your project management, you want to tie all of your SOPs. So if you think about task one, the type of task, the owner, the due date, you want to have next to that the SOP, the SOP you want physically in there. You want beyond that, um, what I call a standard checklist. Now, a standard checklist is a tool for us operators, our managers, leaders, founders, so we can make sure our people executing. I'll give you a quick story on this. When I was in Europe, I took the entire month off of June. I traveled all of Europe. And when I was going to bed, my team was still working because I was like eight hours ahead or something. I don't know, something like that. But when I would wake up, I would be able to wake up to a standard checklist. What that was, was an end-of-day report that showed, did we execute or did we fail, right? It's, it's really that binary. And of course, I don't have access to this. This is Jordan Ross. Booking meetings at scale month over month is hard. Over the last three years, I've been accumulating the best hacks my clients have been using to set appointments for their seven and eight figure businesses. I've taken all of these systems and now my agency, Eight Figure Agency, books 60 to 85 meetings a month. That's 15 meetings a week on average, which has supercharged my agency past the million dollar run rate. I want to help simplify lead generation for your agency, so I made a free training on how I do this. Yep, that's right. I'm giving away the entire system for free. If you want to set 85 appointments a month, go to eightfigureagency.co forward slash leads to get your free training today. That's eightfigureagency.co forward slash leads. Now, this is an example of one of the first checklists we made for. Um, Justin, when he became the director of operations. And at that point, we we're still figuring out, but it has a bunch of different tasks that he has to do. It has the weeks of the month, and then it has, did he do them or he didn't, or did he not? There's some notes, there's a bunch of goals and things in here. All this allows me to do project management. Did they execute or did they not? In theory, these are the daily and weekly habits that if my team executes, our clients are going to be happy, they're going to stay with us, and they're going to retain on. So, when you have the templatized workflow, you have the SOPs, you have the org chart defining who does what, the org chart ties to standard checklist. Their KPIs and goals turn into your checklist. This checklist gets sent in the form of an end-of-day report, right? So this checklist could be built into your project management, and then it's sent out in an end-of-day report. This end-of-day report, as you can see here, I get a message from all my team members, all my admins, literally every single person has to do this. I get an end-of-day report that allows me to stay on top of my team auditing these different functions of the business, making sure we're hitting KPIs. This is appointment setting. These are appointment setting checklists. This is his checklist, right? It allows me to stay on top of it. Beyond that, 
one of the things that you need to do in addition is have access to the data. So I'll give the example of a media buying agency because the person who requests this shout out um, is it runs a media buying agency. When you scale, you're going to have a lot of accounts. And this is what I call a dashboard. So you're going to have your templatized workflow. You're going to have a lot of different things. You are then going to need to make sure your you or your t managers, if you have middle managers, are proactively improving your accounts. So you want to have all of your accounts on the left and then have all the important metrics that you need to track. This could be on a week-to-week -week basis or month-to-month -month basis. In the example here, let's just say you do appointment setting for um, and lead generation for service-based businesses or online businesses like mine. Appointment sets can be a really important KPI. You will probably have different sized businesses, so the expectation will be different per business. But what you'll need to do is benchmark what does each client need to hit this month in order for them to be satisfied? What are we actually doing? When you create a dashboard like this, you can have all of your accounts. You could have 20, 30, 40, 100, 200. You could have it segmented by operations manager or director or team member. You could have a bunch of different filters here to the left. You could see I hit a bunch of filters. And then you could just see, are we hitting or are we missing? This is super powerful because you could have this week to week. So if our goal is 20, then every week we need to hit five. And we need to be able to see at the end of the week, did we hit five or not? Five appointments. This is great because mid-month, I would say in the middle of the month, you want to review, if you have over 10, 15 accounts, you want to at least during the middle of the month, the 15th or the second week, review every single account and all the data points. If we are trending behind, we need to create better plans to execute. You do all those things, that will build the foundation of good operations. From there, you need to be able to scale and build training for onboarding and new hire orientation. But what I'll really transition into that after you have all this foundational stuff is management. If you could execute management and just make sure your people follow these things, you will be fine. There's a few different things for management that are super important. One-on-ones, rolling out new standards and meeting structure. The meeting structure is a direct um, point built off of what I just showed you, right? So you need to have internal meetings, one in the middle of the month, one at the end of the month. The middle of the month, you just say, what's our targeted performance? Where are we actually doing? What do we need to do for these accounts that are falling behind to actually hit performance? And every individual account manager or individual contributor on that account will have to report out on it. Then you just say project management. So like, like I said, you were able to have the wash and network checklist in there, but your team members, there might be miscellaneous ad hoc things they need to have in there. You could share them. At the end of every month, you want to have process improvement. So the example, if you go back to your dashboard, and you see a bunch of accounts that are underperforming, you just want to be able to say, what did we do well? What did we not do well? What will we do the same? What will we do differently? And for those things that we're going to do differently, who is owning that change? Who's going to adopt it? Who's going to drive it forward? And then you assign in project management. You do that meeting every month. Your team is going to start to perform a lot higher. On top of that, you need to have one-on-ones. You need to audit and coach. Now, audit and coaching is the most tedious thing ever. It's super simple though. If you have accounts that are underperforming, there's things you could audit. You can have a media buyer that maybe they're not optimizing specific things on the back end, right? In let's just say Google Data Studio or like an actual account. One example I've heard is that you are targeting everyone that speaks English in America, but you're excluding everyone that speaks Spanish. Maybe you, that's an audit you do for all of your accounts. Are our media buyers changing the filter so it could actually be read in Spanish? I've heard most people don't do this. That's an audit, right? Maybe you want to check the hook, the call to action, the story, the creative, right? So for the accounts that are underperforming, you could pop in and pop out. 
You could also do this from meetings. You could ask, you could have automatic meeting recordings that go into the cloud. I do this. And you could just pop in and audit a few meetings, right? So there's a lot of ways you can audit, but doing this is really going to drive performance if you have set standards. You need to set the standards first. And the one-on-ones are simply tools that enable you to keep employees, develop employees, and make them happy. So keep employees. Simple questions. What are your goals? What are your long-term goals, short-term goals, performance goals? You should have your managers project manage those goals, personal and professional. If someone wants to buy a house, you should figure out how much do they need to earn in our company to be able to do so? How much do they save in their personal lives? Help them do it. If you do, they'll stay. Development. That one's super simple. Where do you want to be in the next five years? Where are the skills we need to build in this, in this role? Where are the skills we could build during your downtime or extra time so you can hit those goals? Help them get there. Develop them. And then keep them happy, right? Remove their barriers, right? There's so much more to this, and I'm going to show you that. But like you could see here, right? We have more components of the business. And then you have managing the managers. This is just the core, right? At 70, 50 to 75K, this, these core seven and then the management is like, if you only execute those things, that will literally help you double, I guarantee it because we, I, we have done it and we've helped so many people do it. If you have questions, if you're watching this on Loom, make sure you book a call in the top right corner. We will help you build this out. We will build that with you and walk this map with you. Make sure you follow it. If you are struggling to scale, book a call with us. We're here to help. And if you have any questions and you just want to book time to chat, you're watching this elsewhere, you can go to eightfigureagency.co forward slash call and we'll get on a call with you. We'll help set this up with you. Cheers.